Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Katie Braden. Katie, are you ready to do this? I am ready, George. All right, let's 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 go. Katie is a CFP. She is the founder and CEO of Innovating Advice. She is the host of the Innovating Advice podcast. She co-runs the Video Creation Masterclass. Excited to have you on, Katie. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks, George. Personal life, I actually, over the summer, I decided to kind of take the month of July off and get my private pilot's license. Wow. So I try to go flying. My husband's a pilot, so we do that for a bit of fun, something very different from financial planning. Uh, and I actually got my degree in photography in Australia. So, George, I am all over the map. I tend to be a contrarian. I look at what everyone is doing, and I just tend to go the opposite. So I've been in financial services for 16 years Started one of the first completely virtual financial planning businesses back in 2013. I've traveled and worked with financial planners in 35 countries. So I do a little bit of everything. George, try to keep it interesting. Yeah, well, amen to that. Private pilot's license, photography degree in Australia. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, you and I were just talking off, off offline about, um, about this epidemic or just this huge problem of, 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 of loneliness that many of us are experiencing. Yeah. And you shared with me that it's something that you've been experiencing and you were a little bit frustrated that it seems like a lot of people are talking about, but not doing anything about it. And that motivated you to, to actually write a social media post about it. Yeah, I did. And it's something I've been thinking about for weeks. And it's interesting because I, I have a lot of energy. I'm a very energetic person, but I get that energy from other people. Like as soon as you and I started talking, George, I was like, you know, you're passionate. And I picked up on that. And I kind of feed off that. And I need that. And my husband is gone half of the month. We don't have kids or pets or anything. So, you know, half the time I wake up in a house by myself. And then I just have to like get motivated to go sit at my computer and work all day. (laughs) You know, I think that's really challenging for a lot of people. Again, knowing that, you know, I like to be more, I don't know, active and out there. And I do, I keep seeing all these articles and I, and I was scrolling through social media and I was like, it's still all these posts about, you know, I'm honored that I won this award and I'm so thrilled I get to do this. And I was like, I just don't believe that I'm the only one feeling this way. Mm. So I did a post and I even wrote on there. I was like, I've been debating this for weeks, worried it might hurt my brand, whatever that is. And that was just last night, George. And I've had over a hundred messages, emails, direct messages, comments on the post. Everyone else is feeling this way. But nobody seems to have a solution. There's just a lot of, you know, kind of commiserating around the problem. But that makes me even more passionate about finding a solution. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I, I'm grateful that that you are, do you feel, is it a function of that you're comfortable enough with yourself to share this? Um, you know, I was actually going to write in there and then I realized people might take this the wrong way, I've kind of gotten to the point of like, I have nothing to lose. Hmm. And I say that like from a brand perspective, right? I was like, what I'm doing isn't working, you know, and, and even over the weekend, like the amount of times I've spent just staring at my computer and it's even projects I'm excited about, but like my energy is nil and kind of since the pandemic started, I feel like time has lost all meaning. So yeah, I just thought about it and I was like, 
I can't keep going like this. So I'm going to put it out there. And, you know, something that I've always, I've done a lot of coaching over the years and as a financial planner, talking with people about what is the worst that could happen. And I was kind of thinking the worst that could happen is that, you know, nobody responds and the post just floats out there in the ether. You know, okay. Like that's not the worst thing. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. How do you now, feel? Where do we go? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like, great. We, we're all in agreement that there's a problem here. Done. We can wash our yeah. hands and, and, and kind of move on and get back to posting pictures of ourselves and our success and our awards and our cars or whatever kind of nonsense that we're posting. So do you have, what, what, as, as you've been thinking about this, how, how have you been thinking about what, what is the way forward? How do we actually go about making real human connections that are not just on the internet? Yeah. And I mean, I think it's okay if it's on the internet, you know, we, we do live in a virtual world and even, you know, having virtual meetings, I can get energized by that. I love doing, you know, walk and talk so that you're outside and communicating and everything, but knowing that you've got a real community there that you can turn to at all times that also has that transparency and honesty, you know, not a community of everyone just constantly sharing their successes but knowing that you can go after you've, you know, done a great presentation and then all of a sudden, you know, the virtual meeting ends and you're all alone. Like that, those roller coaster moments are really tough. And so one of the things I've been thinking about for a while, George, is, you know, there's that Jim Rohn quote on you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And there are articles out there that say that's not true. Some that say that are, but regardless, it's a good starting point, I think, because I also think so many of us have a lot of acquaintances, but that's not the same as deep connections, you know, and the people that you can call when you're just feeling terrible. So we need to build more of that and open these conversations and talk with people that also aren't exactly the same as us. So we know that's a challenge, I imagine, in any profession, but being in financial services, you know, we go to conferences and we all talk to people that think like that, like us and run businesses like us. And there, there can be a lot of value in that. But I think we also grow and innovate by talking with people who are different and come from different backgrounds. Yeah, thousand percent. So you are, you are, you, 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 I would imagine you consider yourself to be an extroverted person. And it sounds like you're actually like charged and fueled by human interaction. I've actually been thinking about that as well, because I would say yes, but also too much of it. And I'm just exhausted. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I need a balance. I can, you know, I actually do really well in normal times by myself, you know, and I value my me time. I don't need to be around people all the time. Um, so what is that? There's an introvert, an extrovert, and a, is it an ambivert? I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah. There's probably but, lots of verts. Right. <laughs> but I was just thinking, it seems that as trying to, to, to help people along this process is to do your best to, to, to know what, what you really enjoy. Because if you're somebody who is not, if you're an introvert and you're not, you're not sort of filled up by, by interaction and maybe that's draining, um, you would need a different approach. But I, I think that the more that we can know ourselves and what we crave and what we need, and we're all going to have a different spectrum of that, that might be a first step but I love the Jim Rohn idea of finding your five. And I think it's really important to cultivate relationships with people that have a different thought process than you, have different 
not necessarily different values. I think that that it's possible to have friends and relationships with people from every different walk of life and background, assuming that you do have similar shared values. That's that's maybe the kind yeah. of glue that holds it all together. Definitely. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things we, you know, George, I stopped reading the news. Uh, it's going on a year ago, you know, October of last year. I think we know there were a few things going on in the world and certainly here in the U.S. And just seeing all of this polarization I was like, I can't do it. I realized, you know, for my my own mental health, anytime I would read the news, I felt so much worse after. Like, find me a person that has felt better after reading or watching the news. Like, it just doesn't exist. And it also just made me so sad for humanity. You know, just seeing everyone go so much further one direction or the other. And, you know, again, I don't actually believe that that's a true reflection of humanity. It's what makes the news you know, and, and so stepping away from that, but we need to find, you know, more people that are willing to say this isn't working and to find a solution. People that, yeah, have those shared values, the, whether it's the open-mindedness or whatever, um, you know, coming back to just some more of that human transparency even. Yeah. Agreed. So I I think there's a, 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 you can push back or agree, disagree, figuring out, and being a good steward of your self-care, so being a good steward of what I'm letting into my head, because I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I stopped getting on Twitter because I, my wife was like, can you please stop looking at that because you become a real jerk? Um, so being a good steward of what – so from a mental standpoint, what what is it that I need to do, to do way less of? What, what do I need to do more of? And then from a physical standpoint, we talked a little bit about going on on walking meetings or whatever, but if it's you know flying lessons or if it's having a physical hobby – and then from a just from a like a spiritual for just a peace of mind perspective, I feel like if we can figure out ways to to sort of fuel ourselves, and if there's a way to incorporate other people in that, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, on the Twitter thing, I'll also say because I've had this conversation a couple of times in the last week, and I did it myself. You know, notice in yourself whether you're scrolling through Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever it is. There might be people, and this does not have to be a rational thing, but people for whom when you see their posts, it just kind of gets at you, Mm -hmm. right? Whether you find yourself comparing yourself to them or, you know, you roll your eyes at what they post or it makes you angry, whatever it is, unfollow them, you know, and you can, you can unfollow in a way that you don't have to disconnect that way if the person would notice and it turns into a whole, why did you remove the connection? Just unfollow them. You know, on Facebook, you can mute stuff for 30 days and just see how that feels, right? Just stop, stop getting those messages because I know, you know, we're not going to completely disconnect from social media and I don't think that's a reasonable thing to propose because when you find the right people, there is a lot of value in that. But that also gets to your point, George, of finding the right people and that, that can be hard. Yeah. Finding community, um, a thousand percent can can be very very difficult what what have you tried to do or what are you currently trying to do yeah so i actually started a community um sort of based here in the u.s again i've worked with financial planners all over the world so we do have people from around the world but it's called the innovating advice community so it's really for those financial planners that are 
forward thinking and are always trying to say, okay, how can we be better and improve? And we focus on leadership and growth, definitely on that wellness. How can we encourage each other to kind of get out there? And that could be even, you know, encouraging people to do like the post I did yesterday and saying, yes, let's just have some radical honesty and not pretend that everything is okay all the time. So, you know, working on that and one of the things that sort of makes it different is a lot of communities in the US, understandably and for good reason, sort of you have to fit in one of those boxes. Hmm. And, you know, for those that aren't in financial services, again, we've got all this division and we've got people saying, you know, if you're not a fee only financial planner, you're terrible. Or if you do commissions, you're terrible, you know, and it's just like that isn't helping the profession. That isn't helping anyone. Anywhere we've got this division, I just try to find some of those bridges and realizing that it's about what's in your heart and your mind and your actions and bringing together those people. So that gets back to the shared values that you mentioned. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. So I I can just think about um, the, the, the places that, that I've found community in, in my adult life and the places that I find it now. Um, I was uh, a member of the Sigma Chi fraternity as an undergraduate, and I've been active with that group over the last 20 years. Uh, and that's been an enormous part of my social network. And that's people that are happen to have had the experience of being an undergraduate Sigma Chi and are still still a Sigma Chi and happen to be living in now Phoenix, Arizona. I lived in Orange County, California, so I was able to tap into that network there. Um, I've always done volunteer work. And so if it's working for a nonprofit organization, um, and there's numerous, and so I've, I've developed a lot of, a lot of social contacts through that as well, because that is, you know, sharing that sort of values with people that are interested in working there and young professional networks over the years that I'd probably no longer qualify for. Um, so that, that, that those are groups that, that have, you know, are, are attracting people that have a, a certain background or are interested in in, in, in impacting um, a certain cause. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and, and it's something I've thought about for years and I realized as I reflected back, this isn't just a challenge of the pandemic. You know, the world's been kind of moving to this lonelier and lonelier place for a long time. And I, I mean, I do think we can largely very largely blame social media and our amazing smartphones for that, that it's kind of taken us in there. We lived in downtown Denver for five years, um, up until a year and a half ago. So this was recently. And I kept struggling to find something that I could be part of. And it was so interesting because I feel like there's so many things for kids, right? And, and parents that have kids, they've got, you know, their kids are in all kinds of activities and busy schedules. And then it somehow feels like once you get into, you know, more of the 65 and over, they have a lot of things. But I was like, I feel like we've got this huge from like your 20s to your 40s or 50s. There isn't really anything, you know, sometimes you all have young professionals, but it's only for people up to the age of 30. It's just been so interesting for so long. I was like, what what do you do in all of these middle decades? And I do think that, you know, we probably are the loneliest generation here in our, you know, 30s and 40s. Yeah, I think that there's that there's a lot to that. And I, I'm, I'm also concerned that as as people sort of live in that reality that they're not going to be confident enough that they don't have the skills, or whatever the term is, 
they're just not willing to go to a place as a new person because that is a very uncomfortable thing. There's no two ways about that of being the new person showing up and having to walk up to strangers. We've all had that experience going to a networking meeting of some kind that it's an uncomfortable thing. Um, but that's it's making a change in our lives if I am feeling lonely and which yeah. many of us are. I think that gaining an appreciation of this is these are the people, these are the five that I'd like to have, to your point. These are the relationships yeah. I'd like to have. Figure out where those people are, are spending time and potential groups that they're a member or a part of. And then fighting through that and gutting it and taking a deep breath and saying, I am committing to go and doing this, even though it's going to feel crappy, I can see down down the road that I'll develop new relationships. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, that that other quote on kind of the when the idea of things staying the same is scarier than the idea of them changing. Hmm. You know, that's when you're really ready for change. And that's probably where I was at when I did my post yesterday. And George, you hit on a really important thing there with confidence. And that's something that I have been seeing a lot more lately, um, especially with young financial planners coming into the profession is this lack of confidence to, you know, have that first one-on-one -on -one client meeting or where they have to close the sale or people starting their own business, huge confidence issues out there. And again, I think if we can acknowledge that more and not have people feel like, okay, you're going to come into this community where everybody's super successful. You know, that's where so much of the intimidation comes in. I feel like so many of these things are built for, you know, people wanting to kind of be at the upper echelon and too often we ignore, okay, but there might be blockers that are preventing us from getting there. So how can we make sure that we're relating to those people and acknowledging that? Cause it is hard when you walk into a room and you, you know, you look around and everybody's like dressed really nice and looks really successful. And you know, that, that kind of expands the lack of confidence rather than, you know, helping you feel more comfortable. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that, that I have been throughout the course of my life, be it misplaced or whatever it is, an immensely confident person, extremely self-assured. And I still feel that way when I go into scenarios and what I can, a piece of advice to share and what I've done throughout the years is I will ask the organization and say, hey, do you need somebody to sign people in? Do you need somebody to sell raffle tickets? Do you need somebody? So it was just give me a job that I can do. Give me something to do with my hands so that I'm not just yeah. standing there with a cocktail in my hand or, or a coffee in my hand wondering, oh, my God, who am I going to be talking to? So now I have a role or a job where it's my job to be engaging and talking with people. Oh, I love that. We've been looking at doing some of that with our within our community. We we actually do a speaker and influencer program, training people with little to no speaking experience. And we actually put on the world's largest financial planning conference. It was 36 hours. We awesome. went all around the world and we're looking at the plan for next year. And to that point, George, of getting more people involved, people that want to learn how to do video production or social media promotion or, uh, you know, I don't know, all kinds of different things. Because, again, I think that's one of the really important things is so often people are bystanders and again, that kind of just festers on the, I feel alone and everything, but having more opportunities for people to get involved and feel that they're contributing and feel valuable. I know I need that. Absolutely. And I, I'm going to think about that next time I'm at an event. Take your advice on that. That's very cool. 
Yeah, it's interesting. As 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 you're sharing that, I, I thought back to um, the handful of times that I went to a BNI event, and I that's neither good nor bad, but they are excellent at assigning jobs and roles to people. There's like a welcoming person. There's this is your job is to then partner up with somebody. And so instead of just people milling around, not having any idea what's happening next, they are assigning roles. And so people have jobs and tasks. And so I think that there's a lot of wisdom certainly in that. So yeah. I, I like it. So here we are, Katie. We're 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 cruising cruising through the air. And <laughs> if we knew somebody who could actually figure out how to land this plane. And, 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 and to kind of wrap up our conversation, I think that let's let's figure out how to sort of challenge perhaps one another and challenge those people who are listening. Say, if you are feeling lonely, if you're experiencing this, which, which we all 100% feel. These are all emotions and feelings that, that we're having. And God bless Simone Biles and God bless Marty Fish, yeah. who had that documentary on Netflix. And God bless... Um, there's a lot Naomi of Naomi Osaka. Pe- Naomi Osaka, exactly, for really shining a light on the fact that that everybody at every level of society, number one in the world, athletes to the greatest of all time to people in business, all are feeling this way and 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 experiencing this. So, how can we put a little action behind it? George, you and I might have more conversations on kind of transitioning into the solution phase because I think just accepting that this is how how humankind is these days isn't good enough and it's we can't just say okay this is how the world is you know you're alone but guess what everyone feels alone so i would and um you know that find your five i'm gonna see if i can do something with that and i know you've got a huge audience george of people in all different professions and i think that's super valuable so how can we you know, come together and maybe form little groups. Maybe these groups change over time. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I'm just starting with the questions, but I think that's how we begin to find some solutions. So for other people out there, whether you run a business, you're, you know, coaching people, whatever, I'd also encourage you to to allow more of these conversations to happen and be directly open about this because I think that's how we start to come up with some solutions together. I love it. Well, to be continued then, Katie. Perfect. All right. I look forward to it, George. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I, I'm, I'm grateful to you, certainly as 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 well for um, for taking the action and being vulnerable and and to make your post and then to have the conversation with me today because it is so important. So, where, where where can people learn more about you? How can people be engaged engaging with you? Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best place, Katie Braden, or just hop on my website, innovatingadvice.com. And I've got a little tool on there. with a, It's a little video of me, and you can respond by video, audio, or text. So that's also a really fun way to kind of bring some human engagement to websites. So I'd love to hear from people what you liked about this episode, if you relate, if you have any ideas how we can help solve this loneliness epidemic. I'd love to hear from you there, innovatingadvice.com. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Katie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to innovatingadvice.com and 
leave Katie a message. Um, I'll, I'll look forward to jumping on that because I don't know that I've ever uh, seen a, a, a tech or a feature like that. So I think that's super cool. And then find her on LinkedIn as well. I'll list those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Katie. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.